This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. You quit your job? Yes, but what if I, and this is one of the reasons why I want to take you to dinner tonight, start my own podcast. <laughs> why are you laughing? Because you're kidding. You're not kidding? Oh, God. You're listening to the Cobras and Fire Podcast, part of the Decibel Geek Podcast Network, hosted by Luz Cannon and Baco, two guys who have clearly outkicked their cover. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, Luce Cannon, along with the brunching Baco. How are you, sir? I guess I'm fine. Okay. Uh, are you irritated with, with how this the scheduling changed from a morning podcast to a brunch podcast? Yeah, you know, I thought we were, we were doing a Sunday morning brunch. I was all excited. Uh, I got my canned uh, Bloody Mary. I don't know if you've seen these things in the liquor stores around <laughs> you, but uh, just for today, I made a special trip to a liquor store last night just to get one can of Bloody Mary, uh, like a pre-made Bloody Mary that I could drink. Sure. Uh, you know, because, you know, but now it's almost noon and it doesn't doesn't feel right. Yeah, and, and I just want to let you know, I pushed it to a later time just because I could feel a little better doing this. You hear that, kids? <laughs> it, is, it is 1047 a.m. in Denver, but it's right almost at noon. Yeah. You're into the edge of the woods, right? Yeah, okay. So, and you're actually drinking on my time at, at this point because you, you delayed it so much. Okay, so yeah. here it is. I am pouring in, and, and also to keep it breakfast, I have a grapefruit-flavored uh, Great Divide Rattler, not an IPA, so it tastes like grapefruit juice. So again, one more thing to try to validate it. Yeah, just whatever. It is, as long as it doesn't taste like beer, that's all you want. But uh, oh god, it's it's delicious. All right, what, what all right, you well, got? Well, I'm going to open up my Bloody Mary then, I guess. So that is basically malt liquor, I believe. Right? Those all. Whenever you get no, those no, like it, fake margaritas Mar- and shit. No, it's a Bloody Mary pre-made in a can. It is vodka and tomato juice and whatever they want to season it with. All right. Well, you get those margarita drinks, and it's not margarita. It's like a uh, some are better than others. Liquor. Okay. All right. I've had the Long Fair Island enough. tea, and it was a solid Long Island tea. At Applebee's, you mean? <laughs> you know, I, if we were we were originally record on Friday, I'm like, well, that gives me, you know, we typically start around nine my time, so I had like a good four, uh, three and a half to four hours of one dollar Long Island teas to to you know uh, lube up for the show, but uh, we canceled, Excellent. so I just stayed at Applebee's all night. <laughs> 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 Let's remind everybody that we have the Rock and Pod Expo coming up at the end of August. Uh, we're going to be there, uh, sitting next to Toomey. I think we're close to the Canadian Geeks Chat Metal. And there's a little bit of news we'll get into later in the episode, but Vinnie Vincent is no longer going to be there. Uh, 
<laughs> but you know, you still got a pretty good headliner, and uh, and the uh, head from Corn is going to be there. And they've also announced that uh, my BFF, uh, as you posted, Ron Keel, has been added to the the list. So I think him and I are actually going to rent a car, and I have to drive to Sioux Falls, which is only six hours the wrong direction for me. Okay. And then him and I are going to like rent a, like a Honda Civic and uh, road trip down to Nashville. He's going to play acoustic guitar and sing the entire time. Apparently, <laughs> I have to drive and, the whole way. <laughs> and, but you'll only listen exclusively to songs by the, the band Angel, because I think the entire <laughs> entire band of, of Angel should I can confirm too. the only person in Angel that I could name prior to this stuff is not going to be there, and that's Greg Jafria. Oh, really? The only one I know is Punky Meadows for some reason. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've heard that name a lot. I never put it together. I just was never a a fan of Angel. You know, they were like the anti-Kiss visually, and I was seven, so, you know, it wasn't my thing. I did see in their bio that uh, they were signed to Casablanca just on the recommendation of Gene Simmons without actually listening to him. So that explains how they got a a record record, uh, contract. Oh, man, just imagine if Gene still wielded that power. (laughs) Anyway, Simmons Records returning in, uh, I don't know, the far too too soon, I guess. So Rockin' Pod 2, go ahead and hit your Google, whatever web search you like to use. Type in Rockin' Pod Nashville. You'll find out all the information from the pre-party, which was a blast, uh, to the event itself with the list of all the guests that are going to be there, all the shows that you can donate to and all the perks they're offering. Plus, on Sunday, there's going to be a, a, like a post-party almost thing. We're going to have a comedy show featuring Craig Gass, who you know it, a lot of us know because of his you know Gene Simmons uh, impersonation and the time yep. he spent on the Howard Stern show. Friend of our show, Courtney Cronin Dold, and a guy who runs the Inappropriate Old Podcast, Earl Skakel, a proud owner of an empty Vinnie Vincent box set. Only cost him oh, yeah. $300, so... Excellent. So anyway, Luce, I have I got to tell you something. There's something I've really been I've been waiting to 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 share this with you. It's been a couple weeks since we talked. Luce, you remember meeting my friend Wilson when I came out to uh, Denver for the for our first face-to-face meeting, yes? Uh, for so many reasons, I am very excited with any story involving your friend Wilson, and uh, <laughs> and I have to say that usually it's not until the second or third time that I meet somebody that I, that I see a man with a shirt off in a public place. Yes, he has a uh, a kiss back tattoo, and it's not a tiny tattoo. It, <laughs> how long did it take you to from the moment I introduced you to him till you actually saw the tattoo? I believe I slowly, uh, I think I shook his hand, and, and upon the slight. Loosening of the grip, the shirt was already off. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to describe it. Uh, I know we talked. We actually talked about this in the front end of the 100th episode. For anybody that wants to go back and kind of recap that whole exchange, but give us a quick uh, uh, remind the, remind the listener what the tattoo looks like. Sure. Imagine basically if you had flipped through the entire Kiss catalog, all <laughs> all all everything at once, but kind of like one of those things that. That you know, uh, you start flipping through, like, and, and things start moving or whatever. It's like, blah! like every, all all kiss things all at once, all on one one man's back <laughs> is basically what it was. All you can see is basically you look at it and you, you're uh, immediately amazed that it happened. And at the same time, you're amazed that this man will not have a retirement fund. <laughs> yeah, yeah, how long? I could just see like a clock on the wall, just yeah. spinning of how long somebody was just on their stomach and just getting so. That's you it. know, you ask him how much you know, it costs, but it's really how much did Capital One get for this tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. How long? Are you, how long do you still have to pay this? Off? <laughs> yeah, making the minimum monthly payment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, they were in town, him and his wife, uh, for Memorial Weekend. And my Memorial Weekend kicked off with a Them Evil show here in St. Paul. Sure. Uh, and, and we're both fans of the band. Check them out. They, uh, they wrapped up this tour, but shit, they're going to be back out soon. They just released an EP. So Great interview. For those new to the show, check out his interview a couple uh, episodes he, back with Them Evils. Great up-and-coming straight-ahead rock band. And he, he was hilarious, I thought. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, said a lot of sexist things and uh, yep. made fun it. of the smell of Italians. It's, it's right up our sure. alley. So. Yeah. Anyway, Mike and his wife. Mike is Wilson. I'm sorry. i got to make sure I stay consistent. Wilson and his wife had seen Them Evils a couple weeks earlier, which was kind of odd because Mike doesn't really check out new music. But whatever, they were playing some bar there. And uh, th- anyway, uh, they get they, they bought them donuts, and they kept wanting to tell me. It was really important that they mentioned the name of the donut <laughs> place to me for some reason. Like, I, you know, I'm not going to be in Denver buying donuts there, right? Anyway, so they, they told me the donut story at least 53 times between dinner Wait, and... they brought donuts from Denver to you? No, no, no. When they saw them in Colorado, after the show, apparently there was this donut place that even though I heard the name 53 times, I can't remember, but it was across the street, and they bought donuts, and Mike's wife's like, we should buy donuts for the band. And so they bought donuts <laughs> and brought... And by the way, this is how she's telling it to me, people, Okay. Uh, so she brought them, they bought donuts and gave it to the band. Anyway, Mike's like, I wonder if they'll remember us from buying them donuts. And that's how the story ended every time. Now, there was a group of us that got together for dinner before this. So every time a new person sat down, that story was told. Every time. Can I tell you why? Can I tell you why they like the donut store so much? Hmm. <laughs> they have they have a they have a no shirt, no shoes service policy. <laughs> no shirt, no shoes, no problem. The whole time, you know, Mike's getting drunker and drunker, and now he, like, wants, like, almost getting enamored and starstruck, you know? Like, these guys are going to be done, and I can probably meet them almost since. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you know, he's my age, you know? Old. At this point, has the shirt started to itch above above the, the, uh, the Not yet, but then start? a bell, like, you, you could see the entire uh, audience probably turned around to wonder what that giant light was. It was the bulb that went off over his head. <laughs> He leans over and, like, because you're at a concert, he's got to talk right into my ear like this. (laughs) And he's like, uh, I know how they're going to remember me. I showed him my tattoo. Oh. Oh, And so, of course, the show ends, they come out, and Mike goes up, and he's waiting for, like, very impatiently for Jordan the singer to finish talking to somebody else who wanted to say, hey, good show and all this stuff, and they post for a picture, and Mike is just kind of pacing, like, in in a little, you know, know, two-foot square, Uh, (laughs) and he's just, like, almost doing the pee-pee dance, you know, maybe he did have to pee. He finally gets to it. And I, I, Amy and I, you know, my wife are, are watching this because we know what's going to happen. And like through, literally, through, he through sh- your fingers, his uh-huh. wife got a hug, and he had the shirt off showing him before uh, anything. And here's what's going to kind of depress him. I think is the guy was like, "Oh, cool," and then they mentioned the donuts, and he's like, "You bought me donuts." Uh, they, he didn't remember the tattoo, but he did remember the donuts. <laughs> You know, Wilson reminds me of uh, a certain friend I have that I, every once in a while when I'm watching, do, do you do this when, when you're when you're with him, all of a sudden you're looking at him and you see a beer go down and you're like, that's the one. That's the part yeah. where things are going to turn for the night. <laughs> I, no, I mean, I didn't maybe this night because I wasn't drinking, but. <laughs> I always do that. Like you see that you're like, 
you know, from this point forth, the night is about to change. And I would call that, I will call this going forward, the, the kind of like the, it is kiss back showing time. Yes. <laughs> like that's, that's, that's the level. Kiss but back I think, to, I think to. his level is when he wakes up in the morning, though. He's ready oh, to show the world. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I'll give him a little bit of space on that. One, for being my buddy. But two, I mean, he spent like eight grand on this thing. He should show it. So Of course. Come on. You got you got you to show people your dedication, and I, I understand there's a new section that's been started, a new new uh, new construction. His, you know? uh, no, no, I think he's done. I mean, he's even added Vinnie Vincent to the the upper right shoulder, I believe. So huh. we'll, we'll throw it back up on the Facebook it, page so people can enjoy it for themselves. But uh, you know, it'd be kind of good as if Vinnie Vincent um, allowed his his image to be made is on a tattoo, but only in invisible ink. It would just vanish after uh, like a day. Oh, that'd be great. You, know, you, you pay this. You pay the same amount, but he just fucking bails on you off your back. <laughs> There's the punchline, people. Well, I, let's get into some music. What do you think, Luz? Yes, please. I have been checking out this record from a band named Wells, spelled W-E-L-L-E-S. Have you heard of them at all? They just came across my radar. I have not. So please uh, tell me more. Well, they, they kind of remind me of a, a almost a cross between Grantley Buffalo and like Allison Chain's Sap record, kind of. So they're not they're not real driven like overdriven rock. It's like kind of airy and open. What was uh, the first reference though? I didn't get the first uh, reference. A Grantley Buffalo. You, uh, I don't know how to describe no. him. Mother, I mean, is that something that Billy Hardaway would know? Oh, God, no, no, no. Uh, you know, Rob, a uh, friend of show, Rob, might be a guy that would know that. Um, somebody who thinks a little bit uh, further. I mean, this is still kind of a rock kind of stuff that he does. I'm speaking of Grantley Buffalo, but it's very almost uh, alternative. I got I got into a couple records of his uh, late 90s. Okay, okay, okay. cool. Uh, but yeah, the singer's name is, uh, well, his last name is Wells, but it's spelled W-E-L-L-S. I really been digging this record. Uh, it, I, I believe it's out. If it's not, it's coming out sometime soon. It's called the. It's called Red Trees and White Trashes, whatever that means. But uh, there's a couple songs I wanted to pick from. But I'm gonna choose a song called uh, "Do You Know How to Fuck." <laughs>
Brett Bacos, do we tell people what the show is all about, this episode, the structure, the theme? Yeah, that's probably a good idea. We let them know what the hell we're doing here. We're not just uh, having brunch booze. <laughs> yeah, well, this this may come as a shock to you. We're actually going to play some new music. What do you think? <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, again, we're going... Listen, we've done so many things. We've, uh, again, check out the Megadeth, the finale, last ep- last episode. We uh, we have a ripe rock before that, but we, we need to go to the core. We're going to go to the core, but also talk about some current events, some current events in the expo, in the podcast world, news in general. But We, we might be I, the last word on the Vinnie Vincent drama because everybody else has already <laughs> had theirs out there. <laughs> but the good thing is the longer you wait, the more stuff comes out, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we got we got some bonus uh, uh, material out of uh, – being, you know, having to cancel so many times. <laughs> I, I have to say that our show is kind of like that John Oliver show uh, last week tonight. We like to wait until <laughs> everybody else has reported on things, then yes. we say our piece. Yes. We like to wait until the story is complete. But anyway, but yeah, so we're going to play some great new music. And uh, But you, you have some few other things to talk about before we get to that. Yeah, there was something that came up a few weeks back that we didn't really touch on that I really think we should because it seems right up our alley in a, in a couple different ways. Did you hear Gene is now the official spokesperson for some company in Canada that uh, makes marijuana? Uh, how how could I not? Of course, I've heard such, such things. I'm, I'm <laughs> I can't go a day even if I don't miss it. You're going to send it to me. <laughs> um, well, Gene, uh, as as we both know, has had a pretty strong uh, I don't know attitude towards any type of uh, numbing oneself. Uh, yeah, whether it be either. alcohol, marijuana, mm-hmm. cocaine, or listening to his solo albums, or yeah, or listening to his solo albums, uh, but I'll numb you right up. So there is, there is definitely. I mean, I know he did like a, a Miller Light commercial a while back, but he wasn't like holding the beer saying "drink it." I think he was like, like one of the characters in a commercial or something. But mm. I don't recall. But I, I remember that kind of came up a little bit. But this seems extremely hypocritical. Oh, of course it does. But but again, uh, it's it's amazing how quickly somebody's views can can change once a, a sack of cash in, in an official uh, <laughs> it, with 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 an official uh, what's the money bag symbol by him? Well, uh, Simmons Records or whatever. I mean, it's Simmons, the money bag logo. The money bag logo. If one of those shows up in the official bag, your views can change. <laughs> I think it's how you have to pay Gene too. You have to <laughs> actually throw money in that bag, and then uh, first. <laughs> And then you also have to pay him for the the fact that you use that image. So <laughs> you use he comes out there and goes, "I'm sorry, but I only want sweaty fives. It's just nothing but crumpled." He likes to slowly just ni- make it nice in a big big stack in his room. What do well, you think? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. It's a great he's image. Got, just, he's he's like just a take a little iron. Duck room. It's just all bags of money instead of coins, and he <laughs> swims through it. No, but no, but he but he makes it nice though. That's how you. It's like a. It's like meditation for him. Just ironing five dollar bills. <laughs> Gene's sitting there. Yeah, in Paul's book, he talks about throwing pennies into the street and watching Gene chase him. So. <laughs> Oh, like when he's on interviews. I'm just saying a five dollar bill is not too much for Gene. Too small a uh, bill for him to iron. He'd probably iron fucking ones. Ones are unacceptable. But like he gets the fives. He's he's doing interviews in his office, and and in the background you just hear. What is that? (laughs) Nothing. Continue. Yeah, you just imagine that he's got the phone pinned to his shoulder while he's just (laughs) ironing one dollar bills. 
That's what I mean. Well, here's how Gene spun it a little bit. He says, I was ignorant about medical marijuana use. Oh, give me a fucking break, Gene. This is not. Do you know what the first, the first release was actually just, I was ignorant, period. Yeah, yeah that should have been it. Um, yeah, and the company, uh, God, I, I thought I had the name of it here, but they changed their uh, their Canadian Stock Exchange. Did you know such a thing existed, by the way, a Canadian Stock Exchange? Uh, I, I, just, didn't know, I didn't know they had stocks. Okay, anyway, oh. but their uh, Stock Exchange is all caps, G-E-N-E. Clever. And they oh, have, wait, 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 wait. Is this the, did they change it to the ticker to the CGMPWPRM with, <laughs> with uh, chatting? That's with, what it was before. Uh, oh, I'm so, sorry. So the Canadian geeks lost their endorsement uh, to Gene. Um, apparently, he's got a little more clout in Canada. Right. Uh, and they also anointed him chief evangelist officer. So this is not like some like serious medical marijuana thing, right? This is a, a pot company having fun with itself. Uh, sure. So, which, by the way, all for it. Legalizes shit everywhere. Uh, it, it, marijuana, no big deal in my book. Uh, but he's going to be involved in a variety of different areas. His key focus will be on helping the company forge its public awareness strategy. Additionally, he will be making appearances at the annual general meeting, investor meetings, and trade show, as well as a media spokesperson. His efforts nice. will be performed in accordance with strict regulations of Health Canada's access to cannabis for medical purposes regulations, or also known as ACMPR, uh, another podcast we should be checking out, <coughs> and the Food and Drugs Acts, and of course, the Narcotic Control Regulations. Uh, oh, Invictus is the name of the pot place. You, you see in that small print, too, it also says he changed his on-hold uh, uh, music to Smoke Two Joints by Sublime. Uh. <laughs> Hold on for a moment. I might give him a pass if he actually went that far. But don't you think he's never, in his own words, smoked pot in his whole life? Is he qualified to be their spokesperson, Luce? Of course he is. Okay. Why, why would Tell he Tell me be? why. Okay, he was, I think, the king of indie racing or something like that, and he'd never driven a car. <laughs> yeah, and that, well, I would argue that was wrong, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you would? But again, that sets a precedent. So he could okay. do that. He was just as qualified to uh, have a music label that actually picked bands, which supposedly would be famous as a result of him picking them. Look at his roster. Oh, wait, are, are you going to tell me Silent Rage doesn't fucking give you chubs? <laughs> Have hey, you uh, heard of House of Lords? No, the only, the only thing I know about Silent Rage is they're referenced as the backing band and every single one of his <laughs> devils on his box set. <laughs> <laughs> they're finally being paid oh, no now. Shit. Probably not. <laughs> Absolutely not. But referenced, paid by lip service. Oh. What else has he done? I mean... I, Doesn't it, it sound like a stoner joke, though? Dude, you know who we should get? Are <coughs> <coughs> <laughs> 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 you fucking kidding me? We're never going to get Gene Simmons. Yeah, we are, man. Seriously. <coughs> I know. <coughs> what? And at this point, I think that the Gene is just like, there is only so many. Uh, uh, there's only so many offers that are gonna come in in my last 
you know, five or ten years of my professional life. We're doing this, whatever. We're, we're finishing the whatever the road has ended or end of the road or whatever the fuck. You know, he's got to get, he's grabbing at all straws. It doesn't matter if those straws are filled with THC or not. He's taking them. And you know, Nick is down in his basement where, of course, he still lives uh, with a fucking giant pile of edibles. <laughs> That's probably why he finally was fine with it. He's, I guarantee Nick was the person who said, Dad, come on, just do it. Seriously, I'm I'm high right now, Dad. <laughs> You're high and I can't tell. <laughs> no, yeah, of course he goes with the medical thing to kind of justify it because he knows, like, shit, I'm a major fucking hypocrite if I endorse this. I have to have something because I really want that, that bag of money they brought me. <laughs> you know, I, I actually do think that Gene thinks it has some, some medical benefits. Do you know why? Uh, why is that, loose Cannon? Why? Uh, I believe it's been clinically proven to help with Vinnie Vincent fatigue, a new <laughs> clinical term. Oh, it has to Are you to, feeling right? any? I mean, Are you feeling uh, any? Maybe we, should, maybe we should call Gene Simmons. It would help us out. And probably our listeners, too, listening to the 19th time we're, we're going to be talking about this. Maybe next. maybe he would volunteer, because he does a lot of charity work, that to uh, be the spokesperson for uh, VVF, Vinnie Vincent fatigue. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we'll get into that a little more here and a little bit later. Uh, uh, so so don't go anywhere, folks. That's there, right. There's your tease. Uh, there's your tease. You want to jump into some music? Yeah. You, well, you pick the next one. What you got? What's what's oh new and rocking in the Loose Cannon Valley? Brand spanking new. This is not new-ish. There's no parentheses here, folks. This is just, or, or a hyphen or whatever, whatever punctuation. This is N-E-W and going right into the word music. And that is a brand new song by one of your favorites new bands out there, Monster Truck. Are you a fan of Monster Truck, Baco? Are you fucking kidding, man? Oh, That's my right. God. They are just chub-worthy. That's for sure. Okay. Well, you're going to get a double chub on this, and you might actually need to run out to their other uh, room and grab some extra socks. Because I have a song that is going to knock you and fill all socks within a running distance. And that is the song True Rocker, which not only is a kick-ass rock song to begin with, but is taken next level by a whole D. Snyder, the preacher of rock and roll, who said who talks about rocks not being dead. It is amazing. Hit play. Hey, Mom, let's go!
up Paul Stanley's audiobook at Half Price Books this week, Luce. You'd never heard it before? Oh, I bought the book. We both we've both read it, right? Yeah, but I've only no I've I've never read it. I've only listened to it because I said I can only take this book with him talking to, to me. So I actually got the audiobook, which made it so much more worse and better and and awesome. I th- well, I I like to think that as I read the book, uh, I I sort of read it in his voice. You know, I mean, I've I've heard him speak <laughs> enough over the years that it, but hearing him, you know, emphasize things the way he would, yeah, it's it's almost like better, <laughs> like. I, I, I saw it there. I'm like, 20 bucks. I'm like, well, you know, as a collector, I, I can justify that, right? But I actually sure. wanted to, like, slap those CDs into the, the, the old Bach Cruiser and, you know, <laughs> spend a few weeks driving around listening to Paul Stanley. I didn't understand why everybody was jumping ship. We were still Kiss, and I still looked at the band as my life raft. Where did everybody go? We had a tour schedule to start on December 27, 1982, and we didn't have a permanent replacement for Ace yet. I'd felt from the get-go that Vinny wouldn't work in the band. And in the interim, some nasty rumors had spread about him stealing equipment from the rehearsal studio, but nobody else was on the horizon. When the decision was made to bring him in, I said to Gene, I just want to go on record saying this is a bad move. At the end of it, you do develop a lisp listening to it. Oh, yeah, just totally, so you know. yes. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, when you're, after a while, you're like, oh. I, it's, it's, it's even funner when somebody gets in your car unprepared. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just like, all right, let's go. And then it's like, you know. Chapter 26. <laughs> <laughs> what do you listen to? Uh, it's just the local news. One thing that really hit me pretty early on, just listening to him talk, I'm talking, I figured this out just before he started talking about uh, jo- you know, starting Kiss with Gene Simmons, and that sure. is, he is Pink from The Wall. The Pink Floyd record, <laughs> The Wall. He is the main character. So he is the guy that <clears throat> calls in and his phone keeps getting disconnected. And I, he, No, he's the one hanging up. Think about it. He grew up in a non-nurturing, non-supportive home. Like his parents were never really there for him as a as a parent. They're almost like, "Yeah, go deal with it. You're almost six, you know." Uh, and, and and he struggled in school because of his his you know not having hearing in one ear, and then also not wanting it to be like a focal point for anybody to know about, right? You know, because he, he felt like that. He was also bullied because of that, and also unpopular. He didn't really have 
a social you know network of friends to fall back on to even deal with bullies and, and things of that nature. He was very much alone, just like the character in in the wall. Yet, in spite of all these things that are holding him back, he becomes this giant rock star. But even then, in his book, in his own words, and on the audiobook, his own voice, he starts talking about himself putting up walls, which <laughs> which he continues to do all through the 70s into the 80s. It doesn't really seem like until somewhere around the reunion tour after that, that he start, after his first divorce, that he started thinking like, I got to get a little bit of grip on this. Can, you know what I mean? Can I, can I, can I correct you for a second, though, just because you you're a little... Uh, off in your accuracy. Sure. It, he isn't putting up walls. He's putting up Bob Ezrin projects. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's remodeling uh, his mental state with Bob Ezrin walls. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he look, the wall basically is a story of, of mental illness out of control. Sure. And Paul yeah. acknowledges very, very early on for being a little fucked in the head. And, 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 and he, no, I mean, he's not uh, sociopathic or anything like that. But, you know, he's, he's needed psychi- psychiatric help for pretty much most of his life. And you know what, they, you know what the working title for Goodbye Blue Sky was, right? <laughs> I, I forgot. Remind me. Cauliflower ear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You got any more? No, I'll, I'll work on them. Go what ahead. about comfortably numb? Comfortably comfortably sleeping on the left side? <laughs> what does that even mean? You know, because of the pillow, you you don't have an ear smooshing up against the side of your head. Oh, that's a little too far, high concept for our <laughs> too listeners. Too high concept? Yes. Oh, uh, well, now I'm thinking, because they're saying 2019, we're going to do a three-year tour, which you know, that takes us into 2022. That has to be it, Right. I mean, sure. there's, there, there's, I mean, it's at least reasonable to think this is the last end. I want the last Kiss show to end the way it does in Pink Floyd: The Wall. Are there any queers in the theater tonight? Get them up against the wall. I want Paul Stanley to start denigrating <laughs> his audience from the stage. You know, he's standing up there on the stage and he's like, "Are there any fat guys in the audience tonight?" <laughs> Put him up against the wall. <laughs> Do they have their shirts tucked in too tight? Put him up against the wall. <laughs> There's a girl dressed like Jean in a hot pink bikini. That guy eating hot dogs sure looks like Chikini. My eraser's well worn because I make a lot of mistakes. And the pathetic losers are making me sad. If I had my way, I would just say, oh, yeah. That's how Kish should fucking call it a career. That's not going to happen. They're going to play the same 15 songs and walk away.
we probably should mention, Luz, that there has been a little bit of a setback in Coberfest, which will be taking place in the parking lot of Rockin' Pod 2 in Nashville, Tennessee, on August 25th. Uh, I remember that's that's free. There's no extra cost for this. It's between spaces A1 and D5 between the two orange Civics. Correct. Yes. Yes. Uh, And we have a little extra time, which we'll get into later, but uh, the corpse of Dokken will not be appearing at uh, at this (sighs) year's. But we have some great news for, for, for a replacement. I think an even better... Uh, band and an event. Yeah, you haven't let you haven't tipped me off on this, so I'm finding out with the listeners right now. So we've got all these different genres, but I would like to announce the first at Coberfest ever Christian pirate metal band, Striper. New project by Michael Sweet. Yeah. Are you excited? I am totally pumped for this. As you know, I'm a huge Michael Sweet fan. Oh yes, and uh, he's uh, renting an efficiency efficiency apartment with me and Ron Keel. So. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Got all your BFFs there. So, well, I'm surprised he hasn't told you about this yet then. <laughs> well, he he broke the coffee pot and hasn't come back in a couple weeks. He keeps he keeps things a little close to the vest. Yes. Uh, the yeah, pirate yeah, vest yeah, yeah. in this case. Arr. Yes. But uh yeah, so so just to, I'm just really I have some basic notes of what I, of what his people have sent my people. Can I just kind of give you a little quick description of what's going to be involved? Ahoy. They will be traveling with a a ship with a cross that holds the sail. This sounds awesome. What's the stage going to look like? I'm glad you asked. It, this stage <laughs> is going to have, and it'll adjust for sizes. Like they will be bringing a, a ship that has a cross and a sail, and will, they will all be able to play on top of it throughout the whole set. But it will be the one that, that is specifically designed for a parking lot between spaces <laughs> A1 and D5 between an orange, uh, two orange Civics. Just so you know that. Yeah, rentals. <laughs> specifically rentals too that specific <laughs> ship that's someone they'll be one bringing. from texas one from uh washington state now i have their set list as well would you like me to read off to you oh okay. absolutely who doesn't want it sure so some of these are kind of like variations of striper songs and some are originals kind of like you know your weird owl you want you want to hear the parodies but you also want to hear some original material too when you see them right yes Exactly. So they're going to start with the the uh, uh, globally loved song, uh, slightly changed, called Ahoy! Take it to the cross! Take it to the cross! They'll be starting uh, this, their set off with that. Excited? Not at all. <laughs> okay. They'll then follow that up with the track Hand Over Ye Cackle Fruit, Ye Landlubber Powder Monkey. <laughs> now we're talking. Do you want me to break down those terms? Do you know what cackle fruit is? Uh, no. Carry on. Okay. Cackle fruit is uh, chicken eggs. Great. Landlubber is a person that only is uh, on land, afraid of the water. And a powder monkey is somebody that is a, uh, 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 basically is the assistant to a rifleman. What's next? Uh, in third position is the track, very aggressive sounding, called Coxswain. You know, it's very odd that we're announcing the set list before the show, but I love <laughs> Coxswain. It was my favorite Jenna Jameson movie. <laughs> I'm sure there is about pirates and banging on, on ships called Coxswain. How could there not be? She actually but, has a movie called Pirates. Listen, uh, is it okay? Yeah. Can, can we go on? It's a little high concept. The next thing we have, it kind of the next track kind of sounds like a laundry list of things to do. Uh, it has dot, dot, dots, and that's grab on to Jacob's Ladder, grab a holly stone, and clean the poop deck. <laughs> oh, man, nothing wrong with a good poop deck. That's right. I cleaned uh, the poop to... deck this morning. I need a, uh, I, I need a new loofah now, though. 
<laughs> Did you use a holly stone, though? Uh, I, Otherwise, it will I not be I just said I used a loofah. <laughs> anyway, I'm not listening to you. Now, uh, thankfully, <laughs> we're getting to the end of the set list. Would you like to hear the last couple songs? Please. Okay. I think everybody does. <laughs> <laughs> just like a striper show, we're all waiting to hear the last couple songs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think basically some of these sound like rewrites, and this one's called, Are you going to be honestly with me? So we've got that one. Yeah, you know, I, oh, I'm I will sorry, say I'm this. Sorry. I'm Go disappointed ahead. with that set list for one major omission. What's that? It doesn't have soldiers under the boat scrubbing uh, barnacles <laughs> off the bottom. <laughs> I think that acts, that that is a trick, though. You think that's the end, but they do that, and then they finish it with uh, finish it with hornswoggle. <laughs> so this album has been already pre-purchased for over a million dollars by both Mike Pence and. Chick-fil-A. Would you like to hear the album title? <laughs> oh, now I'm interested. Yes. What is the album title that Mike Pence approved? The Pence approved and Chick-fil-A approved album title is Ass Pirates. Parentheses. <laughs> Pray the gay away. End parentheses. What do you think? I'm sad that the only way I get to hear this is in a parking lot in Nashville. <laughs> or if I become buddies with Mike Pence, which... Uh, yeah, I'm not hanging out with that weirdo. I tried it once before, but I didn't get too far. I felt a lot of pain, but it didn't stop my heart. And all I really wanted was someone to give a little fuck. But I waited there forever and nobody even looked up.
think I might black out I should have left a letter but I had nothing to write about That was Bad Flower with their brand new song, Ghost, just like the uh, Monster Truck track you played earlier. That is fresh. Just came out. Uh, so go out and check it out. As, as people know who listen to the show, we're a fan of the band. Um, but we have to get into something that I think people have, you know, based on the show title and the fact of everything that's been going on, this is probably the, 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 the headliner of our show, which is why it's last. And that is the... The recent uh, drama involving Vinnie Vincent and uh, the Rock and Pod Expo, and and then of course spilled over into all the podcasts involved with that, right? Yeah, I know everybody might might be experiencing a little bit of Vinnie Vincent fatigue out there. Copyright Josh but, Toomey. Yes, that's right. But but in short, we just want to talk about a little bit about the interview Vinnie did with Decibel Geek, also his uh, statement that he released. Kind of use that as a structure, but. Most importantly, <laughs> I am an offer my expert music business advice for him going forward. Yeah, that's great. Uh, is it okay if I get into the the interview itself? Please, yeah. please. Because we we never talked about that. And that, that was a, you know at least a month or so back where they did uh, albums unleashed with Vinny and did the first invasion record. Uh, must listen if you have. Now, of course, I'm a I'm a really big fan of all this stuff, the positive and the drama. I will soak it all in. Um, so I have digested a lot of the Vinnie Vincent interviews that came out of his appearance at Atlanta. Suddenly he was on, you know, uh, Mitch Le, Mitch Lafon's. Please rise. Now sit on it. The Fonz be with you. And also with you. Let us a a. Cause I'm the fonz, hey. 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 And then of course Mark Streakle, but most importantly the Decibel Geek uh, podcast did an inter- interview with him. And there was one part in that interview that, that kind of perked my little Baco senses that got me thinking. And, and I, I don't know that a lot of people would have heard this the same way. But as you know, I am basically an expert at uh, reading things the wrong way. So I, 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 I of course, got into this, right? <laughs> anyway, ahead, yeah. but I, let me, I don't want to belabor this, but there was a part where he was talking about he preferred to play with a drum machine as opposed to a drummer, and I've never really heard that from a guitar player. The oddity of the statement didn't really stick out to me. It was how, like, you could you could hear that he's still kind of upset about it. 
Like it still bothers him. It still irks him that he just can't do it with a drum machine. Like he had, like he feel like he was forced to. And the the idea that this much time later that he can instantly go back to that to me, that just sounds kind of manic and a little, a little, like he's not really in control of who he is or or, or how he comes off. He he's not a person you can sit down and 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 lay out a business plan with, and he'll comprehend and stick to it. He's a guy that kind of goes with his gut, and his gut is a little psychotic. And so a lot of these people came out, and everybody's mad and like, yeah, fuck you, Vinny, and fuck all this stuff. I am more or less when all this stuff kind of broke down with 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 the expo. I felt sad, almost like a, a, a junkie falling off the wagon. This, this just reminded me of a person who had a chance to recapture a little bit of what he had at one point. Because let's be honest, Rolling Stone's not knocking at the door. And that's one of the, <laughs> the, the biggest shames about th- this whole thing is that I just felt like, wow, you had a little positivity going in your life. And now you have basically, and, and for those who don't know, Vinny agreed to do the expo for basically just what he could sell. And then when sales weren't where he wanted them to be, he wanted a, a guarantee, and the expo said, I'm sorry, we just, we're going to have to pass at this point if, if that's what you need. We had an agreement. And then Vinny, we'll get into what, what he did next, but so he's no longer going to be at the expo because of that. Now he's kind of like turned like all these podcasts <laughs> against him, and that is the only media talking about him right now. He he's not going to be on FM radio anytime soon. There is no major outlet clamoring for what he's doing. The only people talking about him, he is now kind of shunned, and that's right. that's it, the career killer for him. And it, it's not like he had a major career coming anyway. It's just he basically kind of fucked over the people that were the only the last bastion of support he had was podcasts like ours, and now that's gone for the most part, unless Three Sides of the Coin decides to change their attitude again. But the one thing Toomey said during his podcast that I totally agreed with, I hadn't thought about before, is that maybe the interest in Vinny really peaked with Atlanta, and it was just a slide down from there. Can, can you uh, can I back up on one of the things you said? Of course. Of yeah, what do you got? Okay. All right. So... I think you uh, if I, I was looking to see if I had some kind of like a, a bell here to go ding earlier when you when you were talking. But and that would have been when you said essentially a junkie or somebody that can't control control himself where I think that's completely true. It he he can't not do this. No. It's impossible for him not to look at something and just say, OK, I need to basically mess this up in some way. And and that's where uh, in a non, like we're always joking and stuff like that, but it's something where you kind of have to step back and just say, you know, this (laughs) obviously he has, he has some kind of things he needs to work out because there's no way that, that anybody using a rational um, thought process and using a manager in between and all these kind of things would end with this as a result of this makes sense for my career. And this makes sense to uh, uh, help promote a tour I'm possibly going to do and things like that. Right. It, yeah, and, and if it was calculated, he would have done the classic Chuck Berry move, which is show up and then say, I'm not doing shit unless you give me five grand. <laughs> right. You got Cash a only. house full of people that had paid to see this guy, and now you got the pressure. In other words, I just think he was disappointed in the sales. He's got bad people around him like that are really you know, not giving him the greatest advice because... 
And, you know, to be honest, if all he did was pull out of the expo, I don't think it would be that big a deal. It's what he did afterwards that really kind of hammered home the, 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 the knife in, the, in his own back, I guess. Right. And I, I think maybe that we do want to jump to the statement and kind of go, go from there, because otherwise I'm going to blow my wad on all my uh, advice up front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I'm not going to read the whole statement if that's OK, because that's fine. We don't have another four hours, but uh, <laughs> it, I, I well, believe it's still on his Facebook page. Uh, if you haven't been blocked, the couple things that, that I want to point out is that he called Chris Sinzak a bona fide Vinnie Vincent hater for years. When he showed himself to me in Atlanta as a fan, I turned the other cheek and agreed to bury my ill feelings towards him. Flat out, there is nothing to back that statement up. Chris uh-uh. Sinzak and Decibel Geek have been supporting him for years. Did you have something you wanted to say there? I do. I have Mark Jakini in the line. He wasn't there, but he can tell you exactly what happened. Oh, oh yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's check in with Mark Jakini right now. My eraser's well-worn. Because I make a lot of mistakes. We could break down the entire statement, and that might be a fun episode. But uh, there's so many people that have covered a lot of this stuff, and again, it it ends up with people like going "fuck you, Vinny" and all this stuff. And I, and I I just feel this guy does have some mental issues that he is hurting himself almost unintentionally without knowledge of what he's even doing, uh, because he says so many things that we could pick apart that are just like this is kind of garbage. But you clearly have to have some things to say on this, right, Luce? <laughs> just a few things, yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I just find the whole thing fascinating. And that is that, in general, on these statements, I'm not going to go over every single thing on here. I'm just going to highlight a few a few uh, uh, things between both statements that, that stuck out at me of what a terrible decision this is by him. And it can be used as a case study going forward at all management programs, universities worldwide. Would you like to maybe proceed? No. <laughs> Just kidding. Right, of course. I've been eating up all the time. Let me hear it, Luce. All right. So here's what not to do when you're coming out of Luce uh, Jr. Yes, yes. Uh, this, again, <laughs> always, citate, always citate me. Step number one, he tried to ask for more money, a guarantee or whatever for what he was expecting to get on all these, this, the, the sales of all these uh, VIP uh, whatever ball handling. What, what was it? Signatures, whatever. Walk around the parking whatever. lot you, with him. You, yeah. You pay this amount and you get this. Whatever. You get this. Okay. All these experiences. Now, even if the money wasn't that good, you ask for the guarantee. They said, no, this is not the way to go. Instantly, all that money, doesn't matter if it wasn't that much or not, is now gone from you. Now, on top of that, all that money is not yours, and you have pissed off all those people that paid you that money. <laughs> do, you, do you see this? Yeah, not to mention that the lack that basically every podcast that's there represents about 90% of the support he gets in the world uh, via media. That's gone now, too. Yeah. Vinnie Vincent is a niche and a niche of a niche. It is such <laughs> a small percentage of who gives a living fuck. It's like... This is his only source of income is pleasing these particular human beings, correct? Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, does he really think he's a bigger star than Head from (laughs) Corn? Or or anybody there. Okay, step number, you know, other thing. Let's say that you wanted to get back in the industry and record something. At this expo, there are people that are passionate about music that are producers that now you have shown that you are somebody that's hard to work with again. I think right? I will establish that he has no interest in actually recording anything going forward. 
Okay, fine. He's he's wanting to go. He's wanting to go on a tour. He wants. To but get some in, in, a, in, a, in, in effect, if he did, you're right. Again, with the money issue too. Let's say that he only had three or four thousand dollars prepaid on those those presale tickets. Okay, can you go with my my idea here? Yeah, with a few months to go too. By the way. Okay, a few months to go. But no, no, no. Let's say as of that day, he had like three or four thousand. You know, Johnny. Well, Steve. Let's talk about Steve. Steve that 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 drove in from Nebraska. Once he's four or five uh, Coors Lights deep, he's going to go for those <laughs> VIP packages, right? Absolutely. Gonna... On site, drink. I mean, come on. He's there. Me he's and primed. Steve getting fucking photos with Vinny. You kidding me? <laughs> There's That's... also going to be the people that have gone for the $50. They're going to upgrade once they're just uh, so enchanted with the whole experience. Oh, that is, there's so much. But it's not just that. Again, it's the the goodwill and the community and the fact that he would be in all those podcasts and also get maybe since since the Rock and Pod Expo has been get, had uh, local news coverage. They were in like what is the equivalent of Westward uh, here in Denver. They had like a two-page article about the Expo. You saw that, right, when you are in town or no? Yep. Okay, so there's another thing that he could have been been in. So it's just, it makes zero sense. And I'd like to just, but it doesn't matter how you want to rationalize it. You can't rationalize it. And I can, I can summarize it perfectly with the last paragraph of his statement. Can I please do that? Yep. He puts in the last, last two paragraphs, I keep my Facebook clean so haters take a fucking hike. Don't bring your bullshit propaganda and tired, stale narrative. Listen to these words here where it negatively impacts me and others who choose to live in a peaceful and loving environment. Now, I want to make sure you understood that the beginning of that sentence was take you fucking hike. You know, the one thing about the term haters is that anybody who ever uses it, what they're really saying is I don't want any legitimate criticism about anything I do. I don't want honest feedback on any level. And that's kind of what Vinny's saying here. He's like, I just took a shit on your lawn or a poop deck or a poop deck and <laughs> and I don't want was, you to come out and Michael tell Sweet. me that I pooped I don't want you telling people that I pooped on your lawn so <laughs> well let me tell you what I got got me banned from the Vinnie Vincent's website uh, his Facebook page I should say please so here's the comment I left in response to the the whole statement we just talked about so in Atlanta when you said you don't go on the internet what you meant was you troll Vinnie Vincent message boards looking for haters. Grow up, man. You just alienated podcasts. The only medium talking about you. Ooh, did, buddy, I guarantee that was deleted. And can I tell you exactly oh, it's, yeah, why? Yeah, it's gone now. I screen well, can capped I tell it. You, can I tell you why it's gone? Yeah, because it's true. Okay, it's the last. That's the last. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's the last line that says. If you do, your band and your comments will be deleted and you will be reported to Facebook or to a higher authority. Who is the higher authority he's talking about? Is he talking about God? Buddha, just- obviously, you idiot. Get your <laughs> head out authority. of your ass, Luz. This guy is a hater. I am reporting it. Who? What does he think that is? The, if you read this whole response back from him, and you tried to figure out and rationalize that what he was saying was right, and that everything that uh, the Rocket Pod Expo statement was wrong, as soon as you get back down to the, this last paragraph, I just said everything goes out the the door, uh, you know, the window, right? Oh, you, you can't yeah, take anything seriously once you hear those two, last two paragraphs. And not if you're got an adult brain, anyway. Um, I, 
By, by the way, there are plenty of people on there commenting, you go, Vinny, good for you, and all this stuff. And a lot of these people aren't children. These are adults who are raising children, which is the scary part. Is like you're actually using your time in your life. I'm kind of embarrassed that I commented. Like, how do I tell my children that I actually went on Vinny Vincent's Facebook to comment <laughs> on this? And I was rational. So, yes. And going back a little bit, look, I get why people were like, fuck you, Vinny, and stuff, trying to defend Chris. He's a good guy. He's been a big asset in the podcasting community. He's been a huge asset to Cobras and Fire. You know, Decibel Geek is just uh, a beacon of everything that, 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 that we try to accomplish. You know what I mean? So I get right. it. But the point is, I don't think this guy, he, he deserves pity more than anger. Yes, yes. And he basically just needs to, to go back. Uh, to what he was doing, he really was better was. off, you know. Except yeah, for he, not, yeah, he might have yeah. cashed in a, a, a nice chunk of money in Atlanta, but it doesn't. That's sound about like, it. It's probably gonna, that's, it's going to run out, yeah. Because but, but but okay. And the last thing I, I I completely forgot about this. This also burns him from other promoters of ones that actually could pay him a shitload more money than than the Rock and Pod Expo was in it was going to pay. Um, uh, well, it, forward, it, it shows this. It definitely shows promoters that there might not be as much interest in him as as one as was one, once thought. But uh, and really, it just gives other expo promoters caution. Yeah, yeah, you would think so, unless you're listening to the Three Sides of the Coin podcast, which we'll get into after this song.
The last thing I want to talk about in the whole Vinnie Vincent drama was your favorite show. Uh, did you hear? Well, I, I guess I assume you did. Uh, three Sides of the Coin released a special Three Sides of the Coin side episode dealing only with this topic that they were not involved in at all. Oh, so this is three hours of rambling conversation uh, with, with no edits and also contains no facts? Or it, It's actually five minutes of content stretched over 45 minutes. And chip breaks? <laughs> I didn't see Chikini eat during this one, but... Uh, okay, continue. So you, did you hear it or not? Uh, by the way, that's the same. That's the same thing that people describe our show as: is uh, five minutes of content, <laughs> <laughs> an hour and a half with some songs from bands you don't like sprinkled in. Oh, I, 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 I know in, uh, there was a couple back and forth on the show about like new, I posted a thing about people don't listen to new music after thirty, and I'm like, not if you listen to our show. And there, there's two comments. One was I, I skipped through to the music, and the other one was I skipped through the music. <laughs> So yeah, we got we got we got them on all sides, but uh, that's right. Yeah, uh, Mike Mike Branvold. I don't have a friend. Boy, he got more lathered up as he went on. I mean, this is clearly uh, still not. He's still grinding the axe about being called out in in Atlanta, and that has kind of been the calling card of that show. Is like anytime they get called out on their bullshit. They go into basically Trump mode, which is deflect, detract, accuse, you know, sell this stuff, use big words like truth, and that's how it, you know, like they, they just. But what about? But what about this? Yeah, and it's like so they they focused on the the lack of a contract. Maybe they got a point there, or maybe they don't, but they are intentionally misrepresenting the whole thing, and that is that Vinny did not leave. Vinny, after the fact, asked for money and was declined. That is the truth. All right. We, we have, you know, we're a little more insiders, so we've been privy to see some of the exchanges, but there was no bad blood until Vinny went and did his statement. And these guys seem to go over that and they, they skip it. And Chikini offers brilliant, brilliant commentary like this. Bullshit. It's the music business. Music business. business. So if you find those kind of nuggets insightful, you're probably not a very smart person. Luce, did you know it's the music business? <sighs> I'm not even sure that was Mark Cicchini because I didn't hear any chewing. <laughs> yeah, he pushed away from the buffet table long enough to offer this insight. <sighs> oh, my Lord. Yeah. Um, that can't be too – that can't be very interesting uh, banter unless your IQ is the same as your thermostat. <laughs> well, look, we're, we're if you and I keep I keep my thermostat at about seventy one on average. Look, I, you say what you want about the show, like it or don't like it. When they have a good guest on, I think Branvold does offer some at times interesting things to uh, as far as questions and, and and you can get good things out of it. I loved the the Michael James Jackson interview. I love the second interview with him where he came back and basically said Paul Stanley yelled at me and I have to correct something that I was vague on. <laughs> the point being, yeah, I you look, this this show has an axe to grind, okay? They keep saying like it's just true that this happened. When they never really, other than they said, that's not true, Aaron Camaro, they didn't prove anything. And Mark Cicchini went, did you hear Aaron Camaro jokingly apologize to Branvold? No. On Decibel Geek, uh, Aaron Camaro threw out kind of like a, 
I guess I owe you an apology, Michael Bramble. You were right. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. just talking about the, that Vinny. Yeah, Mark Cicchini references that without mentioning the show or the person and says, and, you, and he apologized to you. He apologized, and he basically said, you know, I was wrong to take Vinny's side. I was wrong to lie for Vinny Vincent. And I'm like, are you... That, my God, how fucking either either Chikini is dumber than I think he is, or he is smarter than I think he is, and knows how dumb the people who listen to that show are. <laughs> you o- outside of me, because I'm <laughs> I, I'm I'm wicked smart. And by the way, my comment about not, not knowing if if, uh, if, if Mark Chikini uh, that was him or not from him uh, chewing is not at all some kind of uh, uh, rip on. Uh, that wasn't any kind of joke, which I never do about somebody's appearance unless it's Vince Neil. Um, uh, uh, it had to do with the fact that he's always eating chips. He's eating something. He he was eating ice cubes on an episode, <laughs> which are like chips, except they're just water. <laughs> yes, they, they crunch in your mouth. Maybe it was a texture thing for him. Yeah, it's all about the texture. Fuck those guys. They knew exactly what they were doing. This is an axe. To, they had nothing to do with this, and yet they, they interject their opinion, and they refuse to mention Decibel Geek or the Rock and Pod Nash, you know, the Expo in, in oh, Nashville. Oh, really? They did it that way, too? Yeah, they did, where they just kept talking about this Expo in August and this other, this other show. You know, we all know what you're talking about, and you're a bunch of cowards, once again, for refusing to name what you're going to name. And it just, there was a post on on the Kiss Room where someone said, on this topic, makes me laugh, no surprise, all these other podcasts changed their tune on Vinny and started kissing his ass after he came out, even after Vinny screwed over former band members and fans, hilarious. And the person who commented on that was Michael Branvold, who said, makes me laugh as well. I can only think of one show that actually changed their entire tune on Vinnie Vincent when he decided to do the Atlanta Expo, and that was three sides of the coin. It's ridiculous that they use the word truth, and anybody can see this loose, anybody. Anybody whose IQ is higher than the number on your average thermostat. Wow. Yeah, and on that, too, do you think the average listener to Three Sides uh, keeps it on really cold at 63 or cranks it all the way up to 100 during the summer? Because <laughs> either way, that's, that's not a proper use of energy. I don't think the average Three Sides of the Coin listener can work a typical thermostat. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody tries. Maybe to those them a old nest. school ones that are on a dial, but they if it needs programming, they're fucked. Yeah, you give them a nest by one of those nests, their heads explode. So you ready to get out of here? I'm ready, man. Rock's not dead. It was deleted in the comment section. I've ridden down a million Run through every roadblock in this town I laughed at all the signs That say speed will kill you It took you to slow me down I'd forgotten how to fly I'll remember before I die It's a crooked line Bye.
blues like they just ain't no tomorrow His misery is always colorblind I've taken every remedy for ignorance and sorrow Something to cure this wicked mind And I've forgotten how to fly And I'll remember before I die It's a crooked line You think he went down to Spooky because he wanted to see his fans in Florida? Fuck no. He thought he could make some fucking money. And you know what? God bless that. That's no different than what I said. I love success. I fucking love success. That's why the promoters, ex- you know, like, like Spooky, times. 